welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Conveyancing Matters. It's just myself flying solo today. But luckily, we have got a guest. We have Daniel Hamilton Charlton from Searches Direct. So hello, Daniel. How are you? Very well, Stuart. Thank you. Yes, it's a shame Lorraine couldn't make it. Um, I know. It's bunking off again. It's terrible. I know, but it gives you the ability to drive, you know. (laughs) Her sick record, you know, really is that. (laughs) I think it's a written warning, surely. I'm not getting involved. Tut, 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 tut. Okay. So how are you? Very well. Very well. Are you keeping yourself busy? Yes. I think we could all be busier. Um, But I'm quite grateful of the lull. I think we all should be. I think don't think anyone's sort of worried about how much business they've done this year. Um, so I think, you know, sit back, relax. Don't worry about the number of files that are opening. Have a good Christmas and kick off the new year. <laughs> yeah, I think we were saying earlier, weren't we? I think it seems to be across the industry as a whole, there's a, a slight dip, which I'm assuming we've pulled a lot of our pipeline for October, November forward. We did that in September. Mm. So I think it looks like maybe there's going to be a bit of a lull towards the end of the year. But what do you think? Jury's out. I think so. I think it will be. I just, can I just say it's property searches direct, not searches direct. But anyway. All um, right. Okay. Sorry. I do apologize. That's okay. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's um, it, it is going to go quieter. I mean, there's. I spoke to an agent uh, last month, um, and we're talking about one of their sort of flagship offices, and you know how the year's been, what the market's like, and he said stock. He said, how much stock do you reckon I'd normally carry in this branch? I said, well, I don't know, 75, 80. He said, 95 to 120 properties is stock. And he said, guess how many I've got? I went, 50. He went, six. Yeah, that does, yeah. And he's not alone. No, it seems to be a problem, doesn't it? Everyone's lacking property on the market at the moment. So Hmm. uh, we keep our fingers crossed it will pick up. But it's a good sort of uh, introduction, uh, Daniel, because... um, it's not just searches that you've done before. You've been in the industry a while and previously as an estate agent. So do you want to give us a bit of brief history about yourself? Oh, we've got time. Um, <laughs> I started... You say uh, brief. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll keep it brief. I'm not very good at brief, so just bear with me. Uh, yeah, I started in estate agency in 93, 94. Um, fell into it. I don't think many people have it as a career path, but I fell into it. Um I went for an interview with about 80 other people, believe it or not. And I was one of two people who had a suit because I used to sell suits at Foster Menswear Limited. Um, and I got the job um, and I loved it. You know, I, I loved the the whole environment that I was put in. The people I worked with every day was a, a different day. There was you know, meeting lots of people and, um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, my state agency career started then um, and it's evolved and done all sorts of things. So since 93, I have been involved in property in one way or another, either in a state agency or working as um, with um, uh, asset management businesses um, or um, the likes of, dare I say, it, move with us. Um Although when I was with them, I uh, was asked to create some convert- so some private client networks for one of the major banks. And that gave me a real insight into law firms, how they worked, what their perception of the likes of a panel manager was. And my feedback to the business was as such that well, they basically said, Dan, 
we're in control. Don't you don't let that out. Seriously, we're in control. And that's where our relationship kind of parted waves. Um, so I got involved with the search business. We developed a product to help support conveyances to win their own work. Um, then I was asked after a few years of doing that and helping business development with a number of law firms across the country, I was asked by one to help them to bring themselves into the future, embrace some technology. Um, which was good timing when it came into the pandemic, it was lockdown. It's like, how do we do things remotely? How do we go to IDAML using an app? How do we, you know, how do we use a client engagement, a good uh, case management system and what have you? Um, and then we set up a search business because, you know, you do. Um, but the reason why I set up a search business was because with that particular law firm, we saw some of the pinch points, some of the things that were holding things up, some of the worries they have when it came to ordering searches, some of the mistakes they're making they could avoid. And we decided to empower the consumer to get more involved themselves and have a greater understanding of, of what searches were and why they're relevant, um, which brought me round to now founding and being managing director of Property Searches Direct. So we're not a typical search supplier. Um, all of my teams have a state agency or convincing to some degree um, or state agency or um, uh, and all sort of property backgrounds um so we kind of understand the big picture of of um where we sit and how to be fair relatively corrupt some of the search relationships are and we're trying try to better that um for the better of it to, to make make the experience better for the uh, the consumer and educate estate agents yeah, um yeah. who to be fair over this last year have been pretty vocal in their thoughts of conveyances yeah, as I'm sure yeah, you'd appreciate, yeah. you've probably had a rough ride. I know you've had a rough ride. Yeah, sure yeah. You've... I think all, all, all lawyers have over the last uh, the 18 months. And I think one of the things that we do need to address within the industry is, you know, better relationships based on education, based on knowing what everybody does. But mm. before we go on to maybe discuss that later, mm. um, one of the things that came up on a previous conversation I had with Lorraine um, was some of the, the, the newer products that are coming onto the market. And we kind of discussed... Um, the issue of where we draw the line um and i know you've got a new product it's called a, a, an air quality search yeah um and as a lawyer we kind of had some reservations regarding additional products that come onto the market because we sort of foresee or foresaw that um you know it just creates an additional liability potentially on us but of course you've got a a, a new product um and a different take on it haven't you daniel so so what is the new product and, and how do you think it can help clients moving forward well, it's air checker and it's it's about air quality and air pollution. Um, and I think our view on searches and environmental reports are that we're trying our best to empower the home mover themselves to make their own choices. Um, and I know convincing has been very much a, a passive experience for home movers. I've employed a converter. It's your job to do this right for me and all the pressures on you. Mm. And you report to a client on their searches and their findings. And you say, well, this is kind of what we think. And they, they sort of probably either don't read it or they read a bit of it and go, oh, it must be fine because, you know, we really need to exchange by now because the agents call me every day saying exchange, exchange, exchange. You want to complete before Christmas or whatever it is. And it all gets a bit of a, a pressure cooker of, you know, it all being skewed the wrong way. It's all about just getting the job done rather than any understanding of process. And is this the right thing for me? And products that come along like the air checker, um, you're right, it's another thing to think about. But from the home mover's point of view, 
you know, I've got lung disease or we've got emphysema or whatever the challenges are in the household, we're moving home and we want to make sure that the next move is right for us from an air quality point of view. Why should it be a conveyance that says, oh, well, that's not in our remit and not make that available for them? So we're just saying, look, the product exists. It's not going to be probably commonplace for everybody to say this must be in every report. But to get the awareness out there that a product of that quality exists so that the consumer or the home mover that does have that concern about air pollution for very valid reasons has options to do something about it. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we are. We're looking at new products that exist and saying, do you know what? Let's just throw it out there. Let's let home movers be aware of something and see what they think. And the great thing about all these reports are, I know in a previous video, you said, oh, we're not experts. How can we be expected to take on a new product and, and understand it and report on it? And blah. the great thing is about a lot of the really good environmental reports is that they are really consumer friendly. They're written out in a really great way. Usually the front sheet has got a fantastic summary on it. But more importantly, there's a telephone number to the expert you know we have environmental reports and air pollution reports and people of course call us because we we are the support for consumers when it comes to searches and they call us up and say what does this mean now okay sometimes we'll understand it, it might be something really simple about a drainage and water report we can go this is what that means but when it comes to you know a coastal erosion issue or ground stability issue or what does this really mean with regard to this flooding and how much risk am i taking or air pollution we just go do you know what you need to speak to an expert to satisfy your mind. And we give them the number that's on the report or refer them to it. And off they go. Have we ever had anyone ring us back and go, that was rubbish. We still don't know. Not one. Because they're through to the experts. Um, and I think that's a really, really powerful thing to give yeah. a and say, do you know what? This is on you. You're buying the property. You're spending a quarter of a million pounds or half a million pounds or more on a property. You need to be comfortable with it. We can report to you and say it kind of looks okay, but yeah. you really need to read this stuff and understand what you are buying, and yeah. and, and and whether you're you're going to fall down a coal mine pit. You know, yeah. I think the concern that the conveyancer has is that obviously, and it's an interesting point you say that you actually get clients that ring you to discuss the searches because mm. we would probably all think that it's the clients that ring us um where we send them the report on the product um so the natural conclusion i think is that the client would call us for advice you know on on the search that we well, just sent to them they would and of course when we all of a sudden then start to talk about say air quality i mean i personally will be clueless i wouldn't have a uh a, you know an idea where to go on that one yeah yeah i think i think the, the well this is where we came from i set up the business to enable home movers to kind of get involved um, the one thing that's been missing in the market for so long is collaboration. Now, yeah. when I was in the business, 93, 94, um, you know, I left in, in 2000, whatever it was. But even up to those points, I had meetings every week with the conveyancer. We had that sort of relationship. We kind yeah. of understood that that property had, it was built on um, what was considered to be landfill, let's say. But I know that that's spoil from the A14 cuttings. And you go, okay, that's not contamination. So do I want a conveyancer that doesn't understand that dealing with it? No. Get in touch with my local conveyancer and say, look, here we've got another one that's going to be an issue. Do you yeah. want to have it? Yes, absolutely. You know, and knowing that stuff and having those sorts of meetings with the conveyancer every week to talk a bit about your pipeline, but also just have that understanding of process. 
you know, things that are challenging people, uh, what your clients are going through, what their experiences are, and just have that little bit of knowledge. I don't want to be an expert, but a little mm-hmm. bit of knowledge and understanding was a really valuable thing. And it appears that that has gone. Gone. It doesn't seem to be that anymore. It seems to be a really detached relationship of, and I know the reason why, estate agents are, not all estates are the same. I'd like to think that I wasn't. And and I must admit, when I went to move with us and I started looking after portfolios of properties for the likes of David Wilson and what have you, and I was trying to manage a state agent to do their job, I realised that I wasn't an estate agent. Um, and right. it, was just, it was a horrific experience, really. Um, but the, the estate agents are really good at telling everything a client wants to hear, the right price. The yeah. marketing strategy, that the number of buyers they've got, it was a fantastic viewing. I've got your offer. I've got your soul board up. Oh, I'm great. Done my job. You'll be moved before Christmas. Anything that happens from now on is the convincer's fault. I've done my bit. Would you agree? We were excellent. We were fantastic. Look, we're punching the air and we've rung the bell and, we, you know, it's in the pipe. Now it's all the convincer's fault. Mm. With no understanding as to whether any of the promises they've made can actually be fulfilled. Like, are we in an area where searches are taking 75 working days? Yes, I am. Today, if I sell a property, can I promise that client they're going to move before Christmas? Yes, because I'm an estate agent. But when it goes to the conveyancer and the conveyancer says, you haven't got a hope in hell, who gets screamed at? Conveyancer. The estate agent said it was possible. You're an ass. Why can't you do it? You know, yeah, I, I think um, this is obviously, a, a, you know, will ring sort of true with, with, with lots of conveyances out there when there, you know, there are false promises made. But, you know, why do we think those false promises are made? Is it that there's a lack of knowledge as to what the conveyance does? Is it a sell at all costs? You know, what do we think these reasons are? It's a lack of knowledge. I really, I, we're pushing big time on trying to educate the estate agency market to understand little things. I mean, we publish every Tuesday on our website, search turnaround timescales for an official local search and a regulated search. When a client comes to us and says, we want to get our searches underway, we go, okay, where is it? What's the local authority? Okay, here are your options. An official search is going to take 25 days. A local search, a regulated one might take seven, or conversely, a regulated search might take 75 working days and a council source search may take 25. And we'll put together the appropriate pack based on their needs and timescales. So, but the estate agent, we're trying to drive estate agents to understand those timescales so they don't overpromise. So they understand if they're in an area that's challenged and also help them to understand that there are certain things that they can do to help in the sort of the pre-conveyancing phase. You know, why talk about conveyancing at the point of offer with your vendor and say, well, you need to convince now. No, you needed a conveyancer when that property went on the market a month ago. Yeah, um, you needed to have the paperwork to start filling out your property information forms, your fixed and fitting. And, um, you know, there's this whole thing about upfront information and the BASPI form that's being created to provide this upfront information. As an estate agent selling a property, there are certain things you need to know to market that property. And those things are rarely borne out until that property form, has, that property information form has been completed um, and all that stuff's been amassed. If I was back in a state agency now, the first thing I'd be doing to my client, having taken them through a really comprehensive IDAML process, which is sadly lacking with a lot of estate agents, um, is to empower them with their protocol forms and say, fill those out. And when you've done those, I want a copy. 
I want to read those and I want those on file. And then I want to empower a conveyancer to have those, whether that conveyancer does much with them now or not, it's another matter, but at least you've done it. And all the supporting documentation that's required is also there as well. Yeah, I kind, I kind of feel we're coming to a bit of a crossroads on a, on a lot of these issues insofar as part of me always thinks, well, you know, why should an estate agent have to do more work, go to this sort of additional extent of, of helping out with these forms when that's potentially yeah. part of what we do? Um, but then I do also think that there's a, a calling out there from a lot of estate agents that they want to be part of the conveyancing um, to speed it up. But I do think there needs to be this distinction between agent, what the agent does, lawyer, what the lawyer does. And for me, what really is lacking is a true understanding of what we do. And I think, you know, there are issues within the process that aren't fully understood. So, for example, that could be, um, you know, the management company pack that arrives, um, you know, and what's in it. Um, I sometimes think that we live in this world of uh, a tick box scenario, you know, the management company packs in, we're okay. Um, you know, everyone forgets that, you know, you've then got to go through the pack, you've got to go three, through three years worth of accounts, there could be notices in there that have been served for additional works that are going to be carried out to the property. It's such a substantial amount of work that can have to be done from receiving a pack. Mm. that it's not just, you know, we'll wait the pack, it's in, great, it's ready. Mm. And I sometimes think that, yeah, that there's a, a real lack of understanding as to what we do. We've discussed it many yeah. times before. Well, yeah, you only need to look at the, the, the setup of, of in the state agency branch. You look at their sales progression team. You know, the memorandum of sale went out yesterday. What am I going to do? Chase today? Have you ordered searches? Have you sent the contracts out? Have you, have you, have you? And you go, hold on a minute. As a business, you must be going, I received the memorandum of sale with details on it that I've never seen before in my life. We don't know who the client is yet because actually they haven't instructed us. Um, and you're chasing us today to get on with it. And your impression of us today is a bad one already because you think we're not doing our job, despite the fact we can't do our job because we're not instructed. Um, it, it, they just don't understand that. So you know, we're trying to get agents and conveyances to work closer together. So you're right, there are lines, there's certain things you need to do, but that's not to say that someone else can't help those things to happen sooner. You know, you, you, it, wouldn't it be great if your business engage with every person going to the market with an estate agent and said you're a yeah, vendor yeah. you know here's all the stuff you need pcs going to send you all this stuff get it filled out um, amass all that documentation because it's really vital and actually it could take you a good few days to get this done properly but it's valuable if you get it done properly yeah. we're going to have a lot less questions raised so do that and and have the agent understand that that needs to be done and actually convey to their client that we're expecting you to do those things. And, you know, because there's information in there that we need, but it doesn't, there's none of that goes on most yeah. of the time. Um, so the, the, the conveyance say, oh, we've got to do it. And all we're trying to say is, yeah, but you've got to, got to break that barrier down a bit and say, you don't need to do it all yourselves. You can enable other people to help that process to happen. Cause actually it's the client that has to fill it in. You can't fit it into the client. They've got to do it. So if the conveyance is saying, get on and do it, and you've got the estate agent saying, seriously, get on and do it, because there's information in there I need for marketing, they might stand a chance of getting on and doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. But at least when a sale's agreed, you've got someone that really is contract ready, and all the answers are there, and you can get on with your job. Because that 
to us appears to be the biggest delay or one of the big delays is the fact that people are just not ready for the move. Yeah. They haven't even thought about finding their fence certificate or their building regs or they oh, had that extension, but where's all the paperwork? Does this, go, does this go back to sort of tying the two issues together, though, that, you know, what does the client want? You know, the average client, they see a property, um, they think, how much does that cost? They might do some checks in, in terms of comparables. They may look, see whether they can get a mortgage on that property. They may evaluate their monthly liabilities against it. You know, is there a thirst for, for more information? You know, I'm always amazed that clients don't retain paperwork during the course well, of the ownership, you know, if it was a car, um, you know, you'd keep the service history, wouldn't you? Um, it, it's an interesting analogy that with property, for whatever reason, clients don't tend to to take heed of that. And and in terms of importance, well, it doesn't seem to be something that's we're, in the agenda. We're taking, we're taking to the market a dynamic digital logbook to hopefully overcome that very issue. Because in it, it's got lots of useful information um, information about market trends keeps an understanding on price. You can set reminders for yourself about when well, you know fixed rates running out, or the, the housing insurances needs to be changed, or my tenancy agreement might need renewal, or all this sort of stuff. But also, it's got some a, a document vault in there where you can say, okay, I need to just get myself organised, and it'll say, okay, you need to find these, this, 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 and this. Scan it, shove it in. Um, and okay, I'm thinking about moving home. Okay, you need now to complete this sort of stuff and fill it in and. So to deliver, we're trying to get the state agents to deliver logbooks of this nature to their marketplace to get people to seriously think about their property asset and putting all of the data that's valuable information about that property in one place as a depository to say, here's all my stuff. You know, we've had some windows done. I got a fence certificate. What's the first thing I did? Scanned it and shoved it in the logbook. Why? Because I don't need to worry about it. It's there. You know, this is our forever house. We're not moving. But, you know, my kids at some point, when they're dealing with probate, are going to want to know where to go. It's all in one place. Um, but I think you're right. Not many homeowners think about being organised with their asset. And not many estate agents are empowering people to think about being organised with their asset. Um, so we're, we're building this, this collaborative tool to enable agents to deliver an organisation product for home movers that ultimately then can have an easy reveal to the converter. Look, it's all in here. Help yourself. And then it's transferable to the buyer who then, when they buy that property, all the stuff that's relevant for them is in their logbook, which they then take ownership of and, 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 and so on. So, yeah, it's, it is a, it's a whole new world coming. Um, and interesting enough, I wrote a um, on, on our blog only day before yesterday with the whole, well, when you sell a car, you know, you find your V5, you find yeah. your MOT certificate. You, but what happens when you go to sell a property, which is far more complicated, and yet so much less thought goes into it until the point of panic when someone asks you, invariably convinced, can you find this? Uh, probably not. I don't know where that is. It's, it's in a, it could be in a cloud drive. It could be in a... My, document pile somewhere might be who knows where it is yeah so yeah so we we're trying to uh, say upfront information and there's a there's a there's a big misunderstanding i think of what upfront information actually is um and i think over the next few months when people take a bit of a breath and look at what's out there and have a bit of understanding i think people will start to understand that upfront information isn't something to be scared of 
you know it is just about getting home movers, home movers or home you know, to be better organized and find stuff at the point at which they've got time to do it yeah of course, of course. rather than when the conveyancing starts yeah. to happen wouldn't your job would be fantastic of course yeah everything's done yeah, in one place and you go job done and you know little things like was it uh, was i speaking to beth rudolph at the conveyancing association amongst other things because beth's all over the place and you had her on the program the other day and um, yeah. four out of the top 10 additional inquiries that are raised are raised because um the searches weren't there you know so you know questions uh, are being raised it don't have to be so you know if searches were necessarily ordered earlier or maybe even given to the surveyor and said well here's drainage and water here's a local authority search fill your boots clean mortgage offer comes out no inquiries raised no definitely little things no, <laughs> little things okay well daniel i really appreciate your time today um it's been really good chatting um i certainly think going forward next year there's going to be new products for everybody and you know the thirst for information uh will it continue um i uh thank you for your time that's my pleasure it's been a thrill that flew by didn't it it always does <laughs> <laughs> take care thanks a lot